Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and today is a special episode because I am giving you a little behind the scenes um, of a talk that I gave to the Palmer Pediatrics Club a few weeks ago. Um, So I kind of showed a sneak peek while I was building this PowerPoint because Do people still use PowerPoints? I still use them. For a little bit, there was like this other thing that I don't remember what the name is. I never, I'm not an early adapter, but like it would like zoom around. Like it was like this map instead of a PowerPoint. It seemed very complicated. I did not do it. But anyways, I shared the screenshot of my PowerPoint on social media saying, you know, and it said like why you don't want to go viral. And I had multiple people reach out and be like, I would love to hear this talk. And I'm like, oh, I bet you would. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and yeah, and it ended up being good. Like not, not everything I do is amazing, um, whether you know that or not. Um, but this one, when I was done giving the talk, I was like, that's really good information that I feel like is a missing part of chiropractors' lives. Um, so much of social media and people's... Um, unhealthy relationship with it has to do with unrealistic goals and therefore they get exhausted and burnt out because whether they realize it or not, a lot of people think that if you are good at social media, you will go viral and your goal should be to be good at social media. So therefore, if so fact so, um, you should want to go viral. And in this talk, I, I think I do a good job of covering all the bases of like what happens when you go viral and how it can really mess with, with, your, sh- with your shit, guys. Um, now, this is really specific to brick and mortar practices. So if you are listening to this and you sell a course um, or you work virtually and your clients are all across the country. I mean, I'm still going to say this has a lot of truth to it for sure. Um, but this is really, this is specific to chiropractors, to lawyers, to dentists, to people who are spending their time um, on social media 
trying to attract local people into their business to spend their money, make money. That should be kind of why you're, you're using social media, right? I mean, and impact the world, of course. Um, so before we jump into that, we are going to do our listener highlight. You guys, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't share this with you, but I'm gonna. So as I was looking for a listener highlight, I noticed that I got my first four-star um, review on, on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> And they didn't say any words. They just said four stars. And I'm going to pretend that I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine. Um, no, honestly, my brain is kind of like wondering which episode they listen to. I mean, let's be honest. Some of these episodes, they are not five star episodes. So that person was just feeling honest that day. And they were like, meh, she talks too fast. Um, Oh, I should prepare you for those that are listening and driving um, or not having pen and paper. You may want to slow this episode down just a teensy bit. When I am giving a talk, I never know how much time to plan for. And you're like, Lauren, usually they tell you how much time to plan for. I'm like, no, 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 I know. I had 50 minutes, um, but I wanted to allow some time for questions and answers. And they had some good questions at the end. Um, but also, I don't know how long my presentation is going to take. I can time it. But when I give like a normal human, when I talk like a normal human and I'm practicing, I talk at a normal pace. But then there's all these like side tangents that come out that I wasn't planning for. But they like I realize in the moment as I'm presenting, like, oh, you need to know this part of that. Um, so I end up talking really fast. That's my point is that I had a limited amount of time. And so I talk really fast. So you may just want to, you know, pull it back 0 0.8, 0 0.7, even not, not a bad, not a bad idea. Um, also along those lines, my Spotify, because I don't have an Apple phone, my Spotify went from listening to like morbid podcasts that I was listening to the other day. Um, and somehow I got like, I got out of the car to drop my kid off at daycare, got back in the car and she says the day podcast came on, which is funny. Cause I, I don't, I don't listen to my own podcast. Um, you know, that'd be weird. I already listened to what I said. Uh, but I came on and I was talking and I was, <laughs> my other kid was in the back seat and she's like, why are you talking so fast? And I'm like, I honestly don't know. I do not know why the words come out so fast. Okay, so here's a five-star review, not a four-star. Um, we need more of this. Thank you, thank you, thank you for a female-centered chiropractic podcast. I felt lost in school with so much because we had one smaller female TA in all of the labs. One, it's nice hearing from someone who likes focusing on kids as I want to grow and pregnancy pediatric practice is my jam. I've only been out for two years and a podcast that integrates practice, business, faith, and being you your authentic self is exactly what we need. So that is Dr. DeCastro. And thank you so much for taking the time to write that. Um, I highly encourage any of you who are listening, who have not left a review um, on Apple Podcasts, I would highly, highly appreciate it. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, I don't know if you can leave reviews on Spotify or anything like that, but you can also, you are welcome to join the party. Um, but they definitely give me something to read off each week for sure. And also are kind of like the lifeblood of other chiropractors finding the podcast. 
Um, just last week, I had somebody message me on Instagram and they were like, I just discovered your podcast um, because my friend shared it and like, I love it. Now I'm binging. And I'm like, that's amazing. And then, you know, you know where my brain wants to go, right? Of like, dude, there's not that many female podcasts out there. Like, how'd you just find me? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's only been two years, right? High hopes, peeps. Okay, so let's pray and then we will jump in or like you'll jump in to this conversation I had on social media and why you don't want to go viral. Dear God, thank you so, so much for all these people listening. Thank you for those that have taken the time to write a review. I appreciate them, but I also just appreciate the people who tune in and listen. Um, You know my prayers are special anytime that I am talking about social media on the show because social media is such this double-edged sword where it is such a wonderful vehicle for us to get our message out. But I believe that so many people deal with overwhelm and comparison and jealousy and self-doubt and imposter syndrome and all of these negative things that you don't want your children to feel about themselves. And so I don't believe social media is bad. I think it is a wonderful tool that we have right now um, to reach as many people as possible with this cool thing called chiropractic. Um, but put put listeners on today. Like, let me speak directly into their the hearts of the people who need to hear this, who've maybe been judging themselves a little bit because they put two hours into that reel and it only got 417 views. And like, let them hear this message that they're doing a great job. And like, their job is to is not to change the world. It is to connect with the human being in front of them on their table. And that social media is one of many tools that they can use to get more people face down and get adjusted. In your name we pray, amen. All right, crew, here you go. Let's all learn about not going viral. I chose a title that is a little more oppositional because I feel like all we hear is like when you're on social media, like there's this subconscious thread that like going viral means you're good at social media. And, um, and that's really, it really kind of depends. It really, really depends. So I just wanted to show up and just be this like nice reminder to you students or brick and mortars, but most of you students are not going to do a virtual chiropractic business. Um, pretty sure most of you are going to have a brick and mortar, or even if you have a traveling chiropractic, you have a geography that you are serving, okay? And you, um, it is going to be a pretty limited geography when you look at the world and where social media expands to. And so this is a, a nice reminder of what what your goals are going to be with social media as you move forward with your uh, establishing a clinic, whether you're an associate or working for someone else. Um, I also, if you haven't heard of She Slays the Day podcast, you should check it out. It's a podcast that has me on it. We talk about chiropractic a lot. There we go. (laughs) There is a great promotion of the podcast. Okay, so if you go and um, do what most normal people will do anytime I'm talking about social media, is you will go and like check out my She Slays the Day podcast Instagram page and my Facebook page for my business or the Instagram for my business, Blue Hills Chiropractic. Please don't go like it yet. You'll find out why in a minute. Um, But, you know, you'll look and see. And one of the things that I will say is that 
we don't have an extreme amount of followers on our on our clinic page. I live in a town of 9,000 people. That a county of 45,000 people and Facebook, yes, they do Facebook, but Instagram is just kind of getting going. Um, and we regularly will delete followers. In fact, we typically delete like five to 10 a week. Again, you will understand more um, by the end of this talk. Um, but I may, I know I'm not the best social media chiropractor. I can tell you that. I don't know who is, but I'm not going to be that. I'm not trying to be that. I am obsessed with reaching my audience and really defining who is my audience and who is not. So I understand what it would take to go viral. It doesn't really benefit me to go viral on certain platforms. Um, I am not willing to do some of the stuff that it takes, like a lot of videos of um, with like cracking and popping noises, people, that's a whole different like obsession with outside in the world of like hearing those noises. Um, people love that. I don't, that's not my style. That's not to mean that it's not for someone else who like would do that. But like, I understand how social media works and it's constantly moving. So I should say that I am constantly trying to understand it deeper because on a month by month basis, things are changing. And it's just kind of this little obsession of mine figuring out like, ooh, that post I thought was going to do great, but it tanked. Why? And then I like learning and pivoting. So that's why today you should listen to me, I guess. Um, because another big thing that happens is, is people, if you don't understand why you're using it, what, how it will work for you, then you kind of get caught up in the like draw of watching what everybody else is doing and comparison and looking at their numbers and how many followers they have and how many views they had and how many like new patients they get from a thing. And you'll kind of find yourself trying to copy and compare and you'll eventually get burnt out and stop doing social media for the most part because it'll be a headache and exhausting. And that's what I hear from a lot of clinic owners. They're just like, you know what? I don't really like I have my front desk person do something from time to time, but it doesn't it doesn't pay and I don't like it. It just makes me exhausted. And so that's a big reason for conversations like this of like, hold up, you know, yes, it's tongue in cheek. Why you don't want to go viral would be going viral be fun. Sure. But like, let's really talk about that meat and potatoes because it can be exhausting if you're not doing it right. Okay, so whether you are um, currently, you know, a student or, you know, if you have a brick and mortar, we need to talk about what's the goal of your social media page. Now, for this aspect, when I'm talking about referencing social media and going viral, just for the sake of this conversation, we're going to say TikTok slash Instagram, okay? Um, just because... Well, no, Facebook, you can go viral on Facebook too. So those kind of three platforms um, is typically what most people stick in with their brick and mortar in their business. Um, so what is going to be the goal of your social media page? So you got to think like, all right, most people, if you talk to most chiropractors, they're going to tell you their first and foremost is going to be one of these three things. Well, probably more either educate or connect. Those are going to be the top two that people would say. So yes, more education about chiropractic in general, more education about what makes you different, who you are, what 
your clinic really focuses on, the types of things you can help, um, what an adjustment looks like, answering, busting myths of chiropractic, educate, educate, educate. Most people are going to be like, yes, that is the goal. Um, the next one that most people will say, they may say it a couple different ways, but they want to connect with people in their area, right? And so they may say that is like, I am not on here as like a humanitarian effort to educate the world. I am on here spending time on social media because I want to bring in new patients, Okay. Now, the third one that um, not many people will likely say, but I'm going to say this should be a goal of your social media, is to humanize you. Um, this does not mean that you have to dance, but it does mean if you want to, you can. Um, video is going to be one of the best ways to humanize. You know, we're not going to talk about like what kind of posts you should do on today, but like ultimately, social media is there for someone to kind of watch you from afar and say whether they trust you or not. Whether you come across authentic and caring and like a real human. And this is really important and a big conversation that I'll have on people where they're with people who are afraid to show up on their page because they just want it to be perfect. And I'm telling you, they don't want it to be perfect. For a while, I, I used to not have to work Fridays. Now I work Fridays, but now I'm back. So what I would do um, is I would do a coffee chat with Lauren on Friday morning because I'd have associates that were working and adjusting in the clinic and I felt bad that I wasn't working. So I'm like, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to do coffee chat. So my kids would go off to school and I would sit in front of Facebook Live with a topic that I was going to talk about today. I would t most of the time have my hair in uh, a messy bun, zero makeup. And I was wearing, like, I think I had one, not a bathrobe, but like definitely jammies. Okay. Um, they were some of our most successful things. Um, some of our most successful videos that we posted because people were like, oh, She's like showing up like a real person. I want to hear what she has to say versus like people are very used to being sold to now. And that picture perfect, like just everything being absolutely beautiful and perfect almost glazes over people now um, or goes over their head because they're just like add, add, selling to me, selling to me. Yep. And they kind of scroll on past. So I'm I don't want you to show up messier than normal, but just show up like a real human, like how you look, how you sound, your energy. Um, and that is what people are looking for. Uh, you're an authentic person that on the other side of my screen, and I think I can trust you. So therefore, I will connect with you as a chiropractor. So the big thing is we know what your goals of social media are going to be generally, but with who? And I think it's whom, but whom didn't look as good on my slideshow, so whatever. Um, so who are you wanting to do this with? Now, it depends on what your business is. So for instance, I have social media for my podcast. My podcast is open to any chiropractor or somebody who's like a CA obsessed with chiropractic across the world. I only speak English, so it's probably helpful to them if they don't speak English, you know, that they also speak English. Um, but for me, when I'm looking at what are the borders of my podcast, that is a completely different thing. The parameters around there is I don't really care if dentists find me 
or health other health practitioners like sure doula midwives fine that's great but like I really just care about reaching chiropractors now let's go to your brick and mortar and why you this is the scenario where you don't want to go viral is do you really care if if you are in let's say Wichita I picked a state or a city that I'm not really sure what state Wichita is in and I can't believe I said that out loud let's say you're in Minneapolis Minnesota Anybody put in the chat where Wichita, Kansas, Kentucky? Anyways, we're moving on. Um, So let's say you're in Minneapolis and you are doing social media because you want to bring in new patients. You want to educate your community. Do you really care if someone down in Wichita, wherever that is, um, sees your posts? Now I get it. We're all going to have that like humanitarian moment where we're like, Lauren, we're spreading the message of chiropractic. That's great. Perfect. Um, I love it. But ultimately, in order to where your time is spent best so you do not burn out is not going to be educating the masses. If you have energy for days and you want to like take that on, fantastic. But we're talking about realistic. You're also a doctor. You're also running a clinic. What are realistic social media goals. And it's like, hey, let's just start with your community. Okay. So we're going to talk about like ways to really make sure you're hitting your community. But the who is the important part of the goal. It's local people who will actually drive to your clinic or call and say, I would like an appointment. I would like to give you money, please. So let's talk about what going viral is. Um, I don't know. I've never done going viral. Well, that's not true. One of our posts did. And I'm like, oh, um, so the kind of the definition of viral is becoming very popular by circulating quickly from person to person, especially through the Internet. Now, that's the important part of kind of the definition of what we mean on social media going viral is there are no geographic boundaries. It is truly like the internet slash the world. So let's talk about what happens when something goes viral. Like I told you, I'm very obsessed with like just understanding stuff. So we're going to talk about the algorithm. Some, hopefully nobody's playing a drinking game of how many times I say the word algorithm from now until the end of um, this talk. Before we talk about the algorithm, it's always important to note that The algorithm does not hate chiropractic. The algorithm does not have a chip on its shoulder against you. Um, Social media creators of the algorithm care about one thing and one thing only, and that is keeping consumers on their platforms. They don't necessarily, I mean, I'm sure there are some things that are illegal and they're like, no, you can't do that. Um, But like, they don't care about like, oh, chiropractic's not a real dart, whatever. They don't have any of that stuff. So let that ego just let go of that. Um, they care if you are doing quality content or not. So what that means is let's say you post something to Facebook or Instagram. Now, what will happen is initially, and I don't have the times, but it's very, very quick. Um, so I'm just going to make up sometimes. Okay, so let's say within the first five minutes of a post. What's going to happen is, is the social media platform is going to show your post to your top engagers. These are the people who view your content the most, comment on it the most, save it, share it. I mean, Facebook even like has a label. This is your top fan. 
right? So they know who your people are. So they're going to show it to them and see how they respond because they're your biggest fan. So if they don't like it, that's kind of where your post is going to kind of go to die is like, well, geez, you couldn't even get Karen to like your post and she comments on everything. Oh, cute. Um, so then the rest of the world's not. So let's say that, and again, I don't have that. They don't release specifics on this stuff. I've looked, but let's just say they on their end, they're like, all right, we're going to see how this post is performing within a certain amount of time. So let's say it does well. Let's say that you're getting some comments, you're getting some likes, some things like that. So then the algorithm goes, well, let's see what happens. All right, now we'll, we'll share a little more. We'll go out to that next ring of people. So this is going to be the rest of your followers. And well, not all of them, not all of them by it, um, but like we'll go to that next ring of people who interact with their business. And then we might start showing it to some friends of the top engagers or the top fans and see how that goes. Now, I have no idea. I couldn't even tell you like an hour, two hours type of thing um, on this. But like, I'm going to say like, how are they performing? Are, is this next ring of people liking it? If they're telling the algorithm like, yes, this is good content, then it goes on to the next. This is where for sure it's going to start being shown to people who don't necessarily follow your page um, and very like-minded individuals. So this could be friends of friends. This could be people who follow other chiropractic clinics and are top fans there. But really, again, it's that next ring. Now, after that, I don't know how many ever ring, other rings happen, but ultimately that is how something goes viral. It's not like this luck. It is a mathematic equation of like, this is responding and being shared. And that tells the algorithm People like this, and if people like it, they will stay on the platform longer, and da 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 So let's talk about the pros and cons of this happening. The pros. It was fun. I mean, sure, it's fun. It's like, oh my gosh, that reel got 5,000 views in 10 minutes. Like, that, it's cool. Great. Um, so, but the real pros here. So more impact, right? We did the whole, like, heartfelt thing of, like, you're educating the world on chiropractic. Great. It is good. It's nice. Um bringing that wider audience to chiropractic is wonderful. I love it. It's great. So also a pro, you're being exposed to like-minded people. So like I said, if, you know, just more chiropractors are following you, more doulas, not necessarily in your area, um, but, you know, just more people who are in this more natural health setting is great. Um, another pro is you might get some more followers. Now I put like three question marks after more followers being a pro because here's the deal. And this is a thing that I tell people anytime I talk about like what, how to decide what content to post, I do a visualization called the imagine you've gone viral. Okay. Now, so here's the visualization that we'll talk about this is kind of a side note, but like, so let's say that you go viral in your town. So you post something because you like, I don't know, you got foot levelers and you're going to do orthotics. Um, you're not really excited about it, but sure, it's a new thing we're doing. And you post it, you hashtag it, you do all the things and it goes viral in your town. You show up the next day and you have 25 new patients who want to get in for custom orthotics. They're not, they don't really care about chiropractic, but like they're there for the feet. I hope you love feet. 
because you just went viral on a topic that you don't necessarily care about. So that's a visualization I do when I'm talking about like what kind of content, because as a health, you know, chiropractors, we can have like, ooh, shiny object, I'll post about this, I'll post about this. So when you're deciding what to post, imagine it did go viral because the followers you get when a post go viral, that's all they wanna hear about, okay? So like, if you do a video on adjusting pregnant women, and it goes viral, you are likely going to get a lot of very pregnancy-focused followers. And you're like, well, Lauren, isn't that good? It can be, and that's why it's on the pros, but that's then it can also not be, and that's why there's three question marks, because you are likely a diverse clinic that is going to want to talk about ear infections and things going on in your community and like families and your scans and what a day one, day two looks like. And all of those followers you got that came because you're like, I'm here for the pregnancy. They're like a week, two weeks later, ho-hum, and they just unfollow. Now, um, another pro is that people like having followers can make you look more reputable. That is true-ish, for sure. Like I would say that um, if you've been in practice for two years and you only have 25 followers, I'm going to say that's more likely that you just don't post that often. Um, You know, so like, eh, I don't look, it kind of depends on your town. Like I think anything over a couple hundred and it's like, yeah, really it's more about the quality versus the number of followers. So here's kind of the cons of going viral. Most of the time, it does not help you bring in local people. Like when you go viral, you even if you live in one of the biggest cities in America, let's say you live in Chicago, most of the time you don't go viral just in Chicago. It's how the algorithm work is it quickly expands and does not care about geography unless you've really trained your algorithm, which I will talk about in a little bit. So therefore, if it's not really connecting with local people, it does not pay your bills. So I don't know that it's a con, it's just definitely not a pro. There's not a lot of money in going viral for your brick and mortar chiropractic. You're not like getting brought on the Today Show. I mean, I guess that all could happen. It's possible, right? Like, here's hoping. Um, But what happens is, is more followers will come with a lower engagement with your followers. That is just a natural thing that happens with more as an account grows, less people are going to see your thing, Um, less comments, like it just, your engagement, the algorithm tends to push smaller accounts in front of a higher percentage of their followers than bigger accounts. So, um, you know, if you have 5,000 followers, it depends on how you got them. If you got them from a viral post, good luck engaging with them and actually getting your information in front of them. If you got them slow and steady and organically, you're going to have a much better engagement with them. All right. So another con is it can mess with your head. It's just the fact of the matter um, that it's that dopamine rush, right? You're like, oh shit, that got so many views. You have to be like, just ice water in your veins to not get excited about something going viral. It's cool. It's fun. It's almost like social media made it that way. Um, But then all of a sudden you're like, okay, so in that post, I did a video of me adjusting a baby and it got seen a hundred thousand times. 
well, that's cool. I'll post another video uh, adjusting a baby. So you spend an hour, or, you know, working on this video, maybe longer and maybe less, whatever. And you throw it out there and you're at your phone and you're just like, huh, what's it doing? And you're like, 17 likes, what? And you check it 10 minutes later and it can really start to mess with your head. You're like, I don't understand. That video was actually better than that one, but that one went viral and this one didn't. Maybe it's the time of day. So not, it's not like I'm talking from experience or anything here, um, but yeah, it can definitely mess with your head, which is a distraction because you are not a social media like mogul. You're a chiropractor here. You're here to serve people with an adjustment. The other thing is, is it can mess with the algorithm, okay? So basically it shows if a post does well across the country, all of a sudden, what does that tell the algorithm that doesn't care about paying your bills? They only care about showing people stuff. It goes like, oh, well, last time people in California really liked when this doctor posted. So let's do a little like study to see, like we'll show a lot of Californians this. Oh, and last time they posted something, it went really well with like 17 year old females in New Jersey. Like let's, let's test out that. And so all of a sudden the algorithm is kind of confused and really trying to figure out who is this content for? So what do I mean? All right, so let, we're gonna do a little like math situation here. So on average, two to 10% of your followers are going to see unpaid content. Okay. So we're not talking about an ad here. We're just talking about a post. Now I am not including reels in this because reels is on Instagram. Um, is this like crazy, um, side thing. It's why I have a course for reels because reels get so much more engagement. It's on average, even for a low performing reel, closer to like 30 to 40%. It's insane. It, we don't like everybody in the social media, everybody in the social media world. Wow. Did that sound pretentious? Um, a lot of people who I follow who get paid to do social media are just kind of waiting for the algorithm to stop pushing reels so much. Ultimately, my personal opinion is that until TikTok is no longer, Instagram is gonna continue just pushing Instagram Reels because they are competing. Their CEO has come out that they're still not super happy with the product. I understand why, it's super glitchy. Anyways, this is not a talk on Reels. So normal post, two to 10% of your followers, people who have said, I like this person, I will follow them, are going to see your post like organically. That sucks, but okay, that's what the numbers are. So let's do some math. Let's say you have one, oh gosh, I just realized that I'm about to do math live. All right, bear with me. Nobody like fact check this. It's an example. So let's say you have a thousand followers and 40% of them are local. Okay, so let's say that 10% of your thousand followers, so it's a pretty decent post, 10% is a, you know, 10% are going to see the post. So that means that 100 of your thousand followers are going to see your post. That means that of your thousand followers, maybe 40 of people who are actually paying, able to come and pay you, are seeing your post. Of those 40, a majority of them are going to be your top engagers, i.e. your best patients and fans who just love everything you do and your mom. 
Okay, get where I'm going here? So now let's do a different scenario. So let's say of the 40 people, 30 of them, 20 of them are potential new patients or like reactivations. Now let's go to a different math equation. Let's say that there's 300 followers and you're like, oh, I really want a thousand followers. But 98% of them are local people because you go through and you remove people from your account. I'm not saying you have to do that, but I'm just saying like in this equation, 98% are either current patients or potential patients because they live here. So let's say 10% view the post. You've got 30 people who are seeing the post. I can't believe I actually did the math pretty well that that worked out pretty pretty good there. Um, where it is. So you can have just as much quality engagement, if not better, if your followers are, are, are local people, okay, who actually could come to your business. Um, here's why else that helps. Because the algorithm, like you are doing everything in your possibility to help the algorithm understand who you want to see your content. So let's talk about pros of, of quality over quantity followers. So quality, when you post something, you are more likely to get actual responses from real people to your content. Now also, when you do start to do it, do paid ads. Um, the next one, number two, uh, the algorithm understands you better. It is so much easier to get quality impressions and paid like clicks, people who actually convert over to schedule a new patient on your ads when it's mostly local and it's mostly quality people who are in your like niche that you're trying to serve. This helps the algorithm. They want you as a business to have successful ads. So they don't want you to run an ad that doesn't do well. But if the algorithm is con confused as F as to who, who's going to click on this? I don't know. Then like, you know, it, it's just not going to work quite as well. And then the third thing is when the algorithm learns you and they show it to more people who are actually quality, money. Money's a pro of quality over quantity. It actually is going to convert followers to patients much easier because a higher percentage of real potential new patients are going to see your stuff. Okay, so what can you do about this? Like, we don't actively try to not go viral, but there are certain things that I definitely recommend for you to have a successful brick and mortar social media page that actually like pays, it benefits you. One, when you're setting it up, don't invite everyone to like your page, okay? So this means that when you set up your Facebook page or your business page, I want you to scroll through person by person, friend by friend, and determine whether they live by you to invite them to your page. True story. I removed my mom from following our Facebook page because guess what, mom? You live in lacrosse. You're confusing the algorithm. Like, I don't care if you love seeing my content. You can over, always pop over and see what's going on. But like, she lives far away. So what most people do is they go, oh, I want my page to have a lot of followers as soon as possible because that's going to tell people I'm reputable. Um, but so they invite every single friend. 
every single person they went to high school with, every single um, chiropractic friend. And guess what? Most of their friends are that. Chiropractors, because they just came out of chiropractic school, family members who live likely across the entire country, um, high school friends, but they don't even live in their high school town anymore. So they just invite everyone. Okay? I don't recommend doing that. Don't invite other chiropractors to like your page. I mean, it's just, it, do, it doesn't work how you think it's going to. So the second one is, oh, I could give an entire talk on hashtags. I'm not going to because I want to make sure I leave time for questions. Use geographic hashtags, okay? So I have a couple soapboxes about hashtags. <sighs> don't use self-serving hashtags. Let's understand what hashtags are. First of all, they aren't relevant on Facebook. Don't post them. Most people know that, especially the people listening know that. But when we're talking about Instagram or TikTok, what kind of hashtags is your ideal new patient following? So let's do another visualization. Your chiropractor. Do you follow hashtag pediatric dentistry? Like, so how a hashtag works is it will show, if you post it on your content, it will show that in front of people who are following that hashtag. You don't get like to go in front of everyone. The only, if you post hashtag pediatric chiropractic, it is going to show that in front of everybody who follows pediatric chiropractic. Do you really think that the 31-year-old mom with two kids who is not a chiropractic patient is following pediatric chiropractic? Not likely. Who's following it, guys? A bunch of chiropractors. So we think we're being helpful by being like, hashtag chiropractic, hashtag chiropractic lifestyle, hashtag chiropractic works, hashtag chiropractic adjustment, hashtag pediatric chiropractic. And you are asking the algorithm to show your content in front of a bunch of chiropractors, which isn't bad, but is it really what you're posting for? So this means that you need to use geographic-based hashtags. Finding hashtags that work for you is a lot of work, okay? Now, um, I live in a small town. There are two hashtags that, and nobody really uses them. I don't even know who follows them. So like what recently happened is, is we had a private message with a bunch of business owners in town who have active social media pages. And we said, hey, let's create a hashtag um, that we let's all promote it and try and get people who are on Instagram following this hashtag. Now you need to use a hashtag that is not self-serving. So I don't recommend using something like women in business. Like, again, let's go back to like, let's say I'm a stay-at-home mom. Do I care about following that hashtag like in my area? Like maybe, I don't know if some of my friends, but what would be something that I would want to follow? Like, you know, very name specific. So it might be like Rice Lake businesses for growth or like growing Barron County or, you know, like improving health, whatever. Put yourself in the brain of the person you're trying to reach. What hashtags are they following? And it might be, they might be raising healthy kids nat or like raising kids naturally. You can use that hashtag. Is it really going to pay off? Probably not because there's probably a couple million posts on that and you're not going to get seen. So that's where it's like you really want to pick 
geographic specific, because those are going to have like probably less than 100,000 posts on it. Even less than 50,000 posts is ideal, um, depending on the size of your town, because you're actually going to get seen if you use that. So then the third one is end your, con your stuff with a call to action. I even recommend like labeling it on like your reel. Um, now, this is helpful at not having you go viral because if you put a call to action, less chiropractors are going to share your shit. Like that's the reality is a lot of times if you're posting something and it goes viral, it's because a bunch of other chiropractors who follow your page were like, ooh, that's a great message that I want my patients and future patients to hear. So I'm going to share it to my audience. Again, philanthropically, wonderful. But does it help you? No. So I'm not saying don't let it happen. But I'm just saying if you incorporate a call to action, that is going to limit like what kind of shares happen. So if somebody shares it, because all right, you guys know enough about the algorithm now, what do you want more? Chiro like 10 chiropractors sharing your content to their chiropractic pages or two local moms sharing it to their friends, right? You know the answer, obviously, hopefully. So let's talk about call to actions. We're almost done here and then we'll have some time for questions. So a call to action is the last thing is just like, Call Smith Chiropractic to schedule an appointment for your kiddo. Uh, DM us if you have questions on what a day one looks like. Uh, post in the comments below your favorite thing about getting adjusted. Um, look at our IGTV that we posted for more a more thorough explanation on asthma. Uh, click our link in bio to order that supplement. Like. There's so many different call to actions, um, but ultimately, one of the worst things you can do is put all this time into a post. Well, there's so many bad things you can do. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, put all this time in, and then the patient's like, yeah, what next? And you don't leave them with it. And you'd think like, well, they know. No, because they're scrolling. And you were lucky enough to get them to stop on you for five seconds. So tell them what to do next. Otherwise, they're going to go, oh, good to know, and keep scrolling. So I always recommend including a call to action when you're doing an educational piece. All right. So last slide. Um, ultimately, remember that, like, I, I slipped and I said it on the previous slide of, like, oh, there's so many wrong things you can do. And I, like, pulled that back of, like, shoot, no, that's the problem is social media should be fun for you. Okay, it is a great way. Yes, it has replaced a lot of different other marketing means. We don't know as a clinic if we'll really go back to in-person talks because we get such good response from a paid ad, right? So like, now granted, that is because we've been doing this for years and years and really curated our, our social media and the algorithm to like work for us, but like, don't compare, especially when it comes to numbers. You cannot see the numbers that matter when it comes to other people's things. The only thing you see are likes, comments, follows, like, and that doesn't necessarily mean that that is helping. So, you know, it's okay to follow other chiropractors if they let you do it. Otherwise, what my recommendation is, is you know your top three, four, five favorite clinics, right? You can just go to their page. 
scroll for a little while. If that's what inspires you, like that's where you get ideas, that's okay. I have a whole like subsection of like how you can get inspired outside of do copying other chiropractors in my reels course. Um, but you know, ultimately that's okay, but just really be smart and think like, what am I doing this for? Because otherwise social media can take you down in burnout and like mess with your mindset and make you feel small. And we don't want you feeling small as chiropractors. We want you to know that you are having an impact, but I just want you to focus on the local impact instead of those big numbers and saving the world. Start with, you know, I don't know who it is. It's, I think it's Joe Dispenza, but it's like, you know, if you think about, if you want to save your town, think about saving the state. You know, if you want to save your state, think about saving your country. Let's start with just saving your county. Okay. So I have time for questions. Yes, I did it. Um, I hope this was really helpful. Um, and I'm here to elaborate on anything that I said um, and go from there. Oh, do you recommend okay. following back all of your follows or just pick and choose? Ooh, I don't follow back all of my follows, but you bet your ass I follow back if they're local. Now, here's the thing is um, you, <laughs> social media is social, right? So one of my front desk staff's like job every like a couple days, like one or two times a week is to go onto our social media and look through all of our followers and just comment on their stuff and like quality comments, not just like, uh, um, you know, more like, you know, let's say that a patient of ours or maybe not patient of our, like, let's say it's not patient, but they followed us. So us commenting is not creepy. Okay. It can get really creepy on social media in a small town. Like if they're not, they're not following you and you're like, I'm creeping on you. Um, but let's say, you know, you, you can go like, what a great picture. It's always hard to get everybody looking and smiling at the same time. That's just, that's just what you're posting. Like you're just commenting and you're just being present in mind. But everybody wants, when they take the time to post something, everybody wants it to do well. So like every comment and things like that, they'll appreciate as long as it's not creepy and it's done right. So yeah, I do recommend following anybody that follows you that is local for sure. Um, when did I start using social media? I don't know. How old am I? So we started Facebook when we um, when we opened 11 years ago. Um, and Instagram, I don't know, whenever Instagram really became a thing, it wasn't 11 years ago. I want to say it was closer to like six. I don't know. I could look back on my first post and tell you. Um, but for a while, we weren't really using Instagram. Like, like I said, our town, we were really... We're still learning Instagram in my town. Um, so a lot of our focus was on is has been on Facebook, um, but still using Instagram for sure. Um, I've heard that starting a new Instagram page as a new chiropractor, you should just switch your personal page to your professional page. Do you think this is a good idea? And would you recommend just starting a new professional page to curate it? So I think it depends on what you mean by professional. If you mean brick and mortar like your clinic page, then... Um, no, don't do that. Start a new one because all of your followers are going to be your high school friends, your college friends. Like I definitely recommend for your brick and mortar, starting a brand new page where people, you didn't trick people into following you, um, which is basically kind of, it's the bait and switch of, right. Of like, Oh, I love watching Abby on all of her vacations. And now it's like, wait a minute. Now, 
I'm, it's all chiropractic. That's not what I signed up for. Um, which isn't where you want your relationship to be with your followers of, I didn't sign up for this. So I highly recommend being super just like transparent of like, this is my chiropractic page. This is the kind of content I'm going to post. If you live in Wichita, Kansas and want to see natural health solutions for families, follow me. Like that is how you get quality followers. Now, are you going to get less people following your page that way than if you just like did that? Of course. But do we care necessarily? No. And everybody gives grace to new businesses. So like if you have 40 followers and you have three posts because you opened two weeks ago, like nobody's like, oh, gross. Like they get it. They know like, oh, wow, this is a new business. That's so cool. Um, now, it depends if you're an associate, though. That answer is kind of like, eh, just do whatever you want until like it depends. Are you responsible for bringing new patients in? Um, if you're responsible for bringing new patients in, then I would kind of say it's the same thing. I would just create my own professional page. I would keep my personal page, my personal page. Like I don't really post on my personal that much anymore because she slays has kind of evolved into more of a lifestyle thing. Um, but what I would do is so let's say you have a thousand followers and you've been on social media for five years, six years, whatever, um, and you're going to become an associate at Smith Chiropractic, I would start a Dr. Allison whatever page. And then on my personal, I would do a post and I would say, hey, everyone, I'm starting a new professional page on this page. This is the kind of content you're going to see. Um, if you're local to... Wichita, go give it a follow. That's what I would do. Like, I'm, but I'm just pretty cutthroat. Like, I've just kind of seen through the veil of like going viral and how like, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm like an old, I'm a young millennial. I'm kind of like old. I'm not the Gen Z where I'm just like, I still am obsessed with social media, but like I have like the old person in me that's like, uh, what's the real point here? So like, I'm just very like, what's the point of social media? Let's do it. Not. Like you got oh, how far out of your town do you consider local? Somebody who's realistically going to um, drive and become an appointment. Like that really depends on how rural versus um, urban you are. So for me, we have people that drive an hour and a half, but they only drive past like three towns and no other chiropractors. <laughs> if you're, you know, so it really just depends. Now, that being said, because of hashtags, I wouldn't get too caught up. So like uh, Houston is one of the biggest towns I, or cities in America, I believe. Um, I bet you there's a ton of really awesome hashtags that are Houston specific. I wouldn't I would use those like even though the chances of somebody like if you're on the far west side of Houston, the chances of somebody who follows like Houston Healthy Moms is not going to drive an hour. Like it may take her two hours. She would cross like past 2000 chiropractors in the process. I wouldn't necessarily care. I would still use that hashtag because I would want to go viral in an area like that where it's like, but you could come to me. So we good. I think so. Alrighty. Well, thanks for having me. Of course. I, like I said, send me a DM if you have any questions. Um, and if I don't answer it, send it again. <laughs> I'm a disorganized person. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys.
Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? Sked has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. <music> 